Welcome to News Explained. Associate Editor Purnima Joshi explains the biggest cabinet rejig in the last 7 years since Prime Minister Narendra Modi came into power and emphasizes its importance. The important thing about politics is that one should always be seen to be doing something. The issue that the government was facing for the 2-3 months during which uh, COVID-19 second surge happened, a lot of people died. uh there was oxygen shortage the government got a lot of bad press also its handling of uh, various social media outlets uh and ott platforms etc have come under a lot of criticism also has been questioned in international fora so as soon as the second wave subsided the bjp uh, which is the most agile political party in india right now started a two way exercise one at the party level because in various state units of the bjp there's a lot of internal strife that is growing whether it's karnataka or madhya pradesh or gujarat or uttar pradesh there's a lot of discontent at the state level and some of these uh, states uh, especially uttar pradesh uh, is going to polls next year and the uh, bjp cannot afford to have the shadow of covid-19 especially the second surge to be looming over those uh, states so uh, people were dispatched to uttar pradesh to talk to the to the local uh, elected leaders etc et also to effect certain organizational changes which have met with uh, some resistance at the local level that was at the party organizational level at the government level you needed to have uh, heads rolling for what happened you needed to have uh, to be seen to be doing something and for one and a half months they deliberated over it they discussed it and this is the net result which is what happened yesterday is uh, the biggest cabinet rejig we have seen in the last 7 years uh since uh, mr modi came to power in 2014 they have sacked 12 of their ministers uh, we shall come to them a little later and inducted 43 people now there is a lot of political messaging in this uh, these inductions which are primarily meant for showcasing the bjp's uh, so let's say uh, they have two three clear messages in this one is that it's a youthful cabinet the average age is is just around 50 it is uh, an educated professional more professionally qualified cabinet with a lot of doctors engineers skilled administrators uh, bureaucrats etc in the team and more than anything else it's a it's a cabinet which showcases the bjp's uh, social engineering project especially in the in all the states across uh, india maharashtra west bengal uttar pradesh bihar uh, almost everywhere the bjp has shown itself to be a party which uh, which aligns uh, which represents the interests of the obcs scs and sts if you look at uttar pradesh particularly there are seven ministers eight if you include hardeep singh puri who's a rajya sabha mp uh, and he could be considered a minority representative representative uh, but leave aside rajya hardeep puri for for a while among the seven that have been picked from up three are obcs and three are from the scheduled caste communities and one is a brahmin who is supposed to be a little miffed with the yogi adityanath's uh, functioning etc so this is the state from uttar pradesh now if you look at look at maharashtra except narayan rane who 
who is uh, who is a maratha uh, strong man from from the konkan area and he's been brought in largely because of his uh, innate ability to counter the shiv sena in uh, in maharashtra he is from shiv sena he was the original shiv sainik with balasaheb thakre uh, he quit he joined the congress then he flo- floated his own party for two years he's been with the bjp he's been waiting for his chance but apart from him you have an st in uh, uh, dr arati pawar from jalgaon then you have uh, kapil patel who is from uh, bhivandi thane area uh, he is an obc then you have dr bhagwat karad from aurangabad he is a he is a twice mayor of aurangabad he is an obc so you have largely uh, from a state like maratha maharashtra where largely the rsss top notch uh, uh, the top command comes from maharashtra and almost all of them are brahmins they have picked obcs scs and sts this is the uh, fr- even from uh, from bihar you have uh, pashupatinath paras adalit and you have uh, rcp singh from jdu who's a kurmi another indication after the bjp has lost uh, shivasena and akali dal as allies it's an outreach to the allies as well they've accommodated the jdu they've accommodated apnadal uh, anupriya patel from uh, apnadal has joined the cabinet anupriya patel is uh, also among the seven women who have joined uh, the cabinet so the number of women has grown up to about 11 in the union cabinet is not very large but they are there representative capacity at least now all of this is about political messaging which combines with what is being showcased as an emphasis on performance so the health ministry has been literally purged the health minister and his deputy ashwini chobe and uh, who was the mos uh, health and dr harshwardhan who was otherwise in delhi he was a good health minister he uh, he also was the one who who initiated the polio vaccine drive in delhi etc he was a good health minister but his performance obviously in the health, union health ministry especially during the covid uh, was not good he was sacked along with his deputy ravi shankar prasad has been sacked these are people who were holding multiple portfolios in the last cabinet ravi shankar prasad had telecom it he had law and he was one of the most vocal spokespersons for the bjp he has been sacked in the aftermath of all these uh, controversies which have again uh, invoked some kind of international attention uh, all these uh, very public fights with twitter multiple cases against twitter the spats that he's been having with whatsapp facebook google etc he's been sacked prakash javrekar another minister with uh, multiple portfolios he's been sacked education minister ramesh pokhariyal nishank who should not have been there in the first place given his performance very very abysmal performance as uh, uttarakhand chief minister earlier he's been sacked and uh, another brahmin from uttarakhand given that the elections are coming in that state and brahmins and rajputs constitute about 60% of the population in uttarakhand he's been accommodated in the in the cabinet and uh, the bjp has uh, has changed chief ministers in uttarakhand also they've gotten rid of tirath singh rawat and pushkar singh dhami has been appointed as chief minister now all these purges in the union cabinet big heads rolling is messaging about accountability etc this in totality is the messaging from this uh, from this mega reject but the question here is uh, 
is actually related to what we say uh, is the constitutionality about cabinet and its collective resp- uh, responsibility in article 30- 74 and 75 of uh, the constitution what is collective responsibility of the union cabinet is that all the members of the council of ministers are collectively responsible and accountable to the to parliament now the issue of accountability also comes when you have a degree of autonomy in the present ecosystem that prevails in this dispensation where the governance system is very much centralized with uh, either the prime minister or the home minister largely ruling by a firm hand so only a few ministers be restricted to probably uh, nitin gadkari or maybe rajnath singh to some extent barring them most of the ministers largely work under the strict sort of guidance and uh, centralized control and command structure established by the prime minister in such a situation if accountability has to be fixed then for the covid crisis was it only harshwardhan or ashwini chobe who were responsible for what happened during covid and mismanagement these are questions that still remain and even though the the effort here in this whole rejig is to refurbish and spruce up the cabinet image and you know uh, make it more youthful make it more professional uh, now however good a professional or an administrator or someone with the qualifications as an administrator also or a technocrat like ashwini vaishnav for instance he's been given charge of uh, railways communications electronics and information technology he's a seasoned administrator with uh, with the technology background now how much is he going to be able to have autonomy to run these de- departments these are questions that need to be answered when we talk about improvement in governance and governance structures then we can't talk about just renaming ministries or merging them and you know which is another aspect of this uh, this rejig is the coordination improvement etc which has been attempted by merging uh, you know education with skill development for instance or uh, merging health with chemicals and fertilizers and so on this is all being done to improve coordination between ministries now so far as deliverance and governance structures are concerned there is also the question that needs to be asked on the degree of autonomy that each one of these ministers will have in running their respective departments